Hey everybody and welcome to this week's Come Follow Me discussion. My name is Samuel Robenheimer and I am looking forward to being here today. Although I am a little sick, so I am going to try and keep it a little shorter, not only for you guys, but for me as well. Um, I don't know if any of you can hear it, but I'm really sorry. Before we get into this week's topic, I have had somebody who I have asked to share some of their thoughts and I'm going to let them introduce themselves um, as well as let them introduce the topic that I have given them. Um, I'm super excited as I've listened to it and I love the power of their testimony. How's it going everyone? My name is Sam Bergeson and I am super excited to be able to participate in this podcast today. I was asked by Sam to share a little bit, and I'm just super excited to be able to share a couple of my thoughts. But I just wanted to introduce myself really quick. Uh, As I said, my name is Samuel Bergeson. I'm from Boise, Idaho, and right now I'm a freshman at BYU, and I'm studying anthropology. Um, I really enjoy this opportunity to to talk about the gospel um, with you guys and about this week's Come Follow Me. I really think it was a great, great topic, honestly. And the topic which I was given Sam to kind of touch on mostly today um, is how does learning about the creation and fall of Adam and Eve bring hope into my life? And as I sat and kind of pondered this question and thought about you know, really what, what matters most to me about the knowledge of that, I, I really think the first thing is that we were created by God and how that kind of creation process came to be and after what manner we are created. And so I thought of Moses chapter 2, verse 27, and it says, And I, God, created man in my own image. In the image of mine only begotten created I him. Male and female created I them. I love the scripture because for me, something big that hits home is knowing that we are after the image of God, knowing that we are his children, knowing that he created us in a certain way, and knowing that, you know, He's, he's our father. He's our literal father of our spirits, and he created our mortal bodies to be like him. I love this quote by a Latter-day prophet, which was, we are gods in embryo. You know, I really love that thought that we are, we are man right now, but we have the potential to become like God if we, you know, fall through, which is this plan, which brings us to kind of the two commandments that God gave Adam and Eve, that of you know, not partaking of the fruit and multiplying and replenishing the earth, which I love that multiplying and replenishing the earth, you know, to me, that, that commandment hasn't been removed yet. That is still a commandment that God has for us as mankind to, to have families and to continue to teach them the gospel. And I'm really excited for that because I know like a lot of you probably, I'm excited to be a father someday and to be able to have my own kids. Um, and just when talking about the fall, you know, as everyone knows, Second Nephi chapter 2, verse 25, you know, it says, Adam fell that men might be and men are that they might have joy. Really, I love that the, there's a purpose in Adam's fall. You know, and we are here today that we can have joy. And it helps me remember that, you know, maybe when I fall in life, maybe when I make a mistake and I feel like I've screwed up, I feel like I've messed up my life, the course of my life, or what God would want me to do, that maybe it was meant to happen. You know, yeah, there's some pain and some struggling, and maybe I'm distanced from God, just like what happened to Adam and Eve. But 
maybe it's for a greater good. Maybe it's to bring better things to pass. You know, without that fall, none of us would be here. And I just know that it's really through the atonement of Christ that we can come to know these things, that we can come to find an appreciation for what God has given us in this opportunity. And I just know that the scriptures are so true, and it's such an opportunity which we have. And I just want to share that with you guys in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I loved listening to Sam Bergson's thoughts and his testimony. I am super grateful for the spirit that I felt as I listened to what he had to say, as well as the feelings and the promptings that it gave me about my life. A couple of things that I thought about as he was talking that I just wanted to point out were that we can have joy. And that's something that I want you guys to focus on as you go throughout this week's discussions and this week's lesson, because it is a different and kind of interesting topic as we are studying the fall. And a lot of people don't understand much about the fall, but we can have joy in this life. And that is because Jesus Christ is joy. And we can have Jesus Christ in our lives because of the fall and because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, because of God's plan. We can have Christ, and therefore we can have joy. And the other thing that Sam mentioned is that trial is for the greater good. And I love that. And that's something that I personally didn't think about as I was going through this coming week's topic is that trials are for the greater good. And while Adam and Eve are being punished for not ignoring, but not following God's commandment, they are doing it for the greater good. They, The trials that they are experiencing allow them to have access to the atonement and they allow them to have children. They allow them to have everything which led to us being here and us having the same opportunities. And I love that personally. And I am super grateful for Sam for sharing those things. Um, now coming into this week's topic, of course, we can see that it is Genesis three and four and Moses four and five, which is the story of the fall of Adam and Eve as they partake of the fruit. Um, for those of you who may not know the story as well, um, Adam and Eve are tempted by Satan. They partake of the fruit, which they've been commanded not to partake of by God. They gain the knowledge of good and evil, which is something I will talk about in a little bit. And they also are cast out of the Garden of Eden because they chose not to follow God's plan. Or not to not follow God's plan, but they chose not to keep that commandment to not partake of the fruit. And then we also read about Cain who slays Abel. And it's kind of interesting as you study why he does that. But I'll talk about that as well in a little bit. And then you also read about those who choose to cease to follow God. And it's kind of interesting. We see very early on that there are so many who choose to not follow God anymore. Now, as we look at this week's topics, we can see that there are a lot of interesting things that we will be learning about. The first one being the fall was necessary, was a necessary part of God's plan to redeem his children. The second one being, God will accept my sacrifices if I offer them with a willing and obedient heart. And the third one being the question, what does it mean that Adam was to rule over Eve? 
Now, I know I switched the second and third one around, if I remember correctly, but I did that for the sake and intent of this discussion, um, as I would like to end on that third one, um, because it will be a question that I invite you guys to respond to and to let me know some of your thoughts for next week, maybe. Now, with that being said, the first topic is the fall was a necessary part of God's plan to redeem his children. When we first read and study about the fall, we often find, especially if we are starting in Genesis, that it's just kind of messed up. We see that God tells them not to do this thing. Satan tempts them and then God kicks them out. But God is telling them that they need to be able to have children to multiply and replenish the earth, but they cannot take what it is to help them gain the knowledge. But then we go and we study in a little more depth as we study Genesis 3 and 4 and um, Moses 4 and 5, that it wasn't necessarily like that. And some of that also comes from the Book of Mormon. If you go and you read in Second Nephi chapter 2, you can find that it had to be their choice to leave the presence of God. And that had to be done by disobeying God. Because the only way for them to be kicked out of the presence of God was to not be pure enough to be in the presence of God, which they were pure when they were first created. And not knowing sin and not having the ability to sin, they could not be kicked out of the presence of God. So it's kind of interesting to think about that. They had to choose not to follow God's uh, commandments in order for them to be cast out of the Garden of Eden, in order for everything to start. So it's kind of interesting, but there are a lot of other things, and I personally would love it if I didn't necessarily have to share all of those things, but if you guys would be willing to share with me some of the thoughts that you had so that I can share next week. There are a couple of things that I would like you guys to think about, to do maybe that would enhance your study, maybe allow you to focus on something as you study instead of just reading. But there are a couple of thoughts that I would like you guys to think about. And the first being, how did the fall affect Adam and Eve? And then how did it affect you? Now it's kind of interesting as you study, there are a lot of things it mentions on how it affected Adam and Eve, but there are, is not a lot about how it affected you personally. And that is where I would like a lot of that emphasis to go. But I would like you, if you have any desire to maybe change how you're studying, if you have thoughts that maybe you could improve, to make a list on one side being the negative effects of the fall, and on the other side being the positive effects of the fall for Adam and Eve. And then underneath those things, make a list of the negative and positive effects for you. And as you study, I can promise you that there will be more positive effects. Although right now I'm feeling the sickness as one of the effects of the fall. And I am not appreciating it. So I am doubting that a little bit. But I know that it's true. Another thing I would like you guys to look for is the sacrifice um, or the law of sacrifice, as it comes in, in Moses chapter 5 especially, you can see that they are commanded to perform sacrifices, and how them doing so brought them hope leading forward, and how that can bring you hope, 
as well in your life as you make mistakes, as you go through life, and as it gives you challenges. The next topic is God will accept my sacrifices if I offer them with a willing and obedient heart. Now, I think this is super interesting, and I intend to bring up a chapter in Isaiah really quickly. The very first chapter of Isaiah, I mentioned something along the lines of, I, I couldn't tell you which verse, but it says something along the lines of, bring no more your vain oblations. And it's talking about your vain sacrifices, the ones that have no meaning, the ones you're just doing for the sake of doing, but you don't necessarily want to be doing it. And I think that's super important because as we study this, this section in particular, as we study about Cain and Abel, we see that there are a lot of interesting things. If you study just the Old Testament, you think it's kind of unfair. You see Cain and Abel, they are doing their thing. They bring sacrifices to God and God rejects Cain's sacrifice while he accepts Abel's sacrifice. And you're like, that's kind of unfair just because Abel is in charge of the sheep and Cain is in charge of the plows. Why would God not accept it? But as we read in Moses chapter five, we see that kind of a messed up dude and he loves Satan and he has loved Satan since the beginning. And you realize from the start that it's not necessarily what he brought to God, because if we're being honest, they were probably equal sacrifice wise to God, but it was the intent, the desire, the will of the person bringing that sacrifice to God. And it's kind of interesting to study those things. And I don't want to ruin it anymore or share too much more about that. But on my mission, I met a lot of missionaries who were working so hard because they wanted to baptize people. And while that's not a bad thing, it's not the best reason to be working hard. And I would have a lot of discussions with those people. And I'd sit down and I'd say, okay, what could you be doing? Or why would you be doing this from a different perspective? And it was Always, if you were doing it for the Lord, to show God that you loved him, to show him that you were willing to put an effort for him, that is where God took the sacrifice, the effort that we were putting in, the time that we were spending studying, the time that we were spending in the rain or whatever we were doing, that is where he magnified those efforts. So I'd like you guys to think about it. times in the past where you have made sacrifices for the Lord in some way and how your personal attitude about that sacrifice affected the outcome or the blessings you received or whatever it may be. And then going forward, how can you change the way you provide sacrifices? How can you show the Lord that you have a willing heart, an obedient heart? I hope that as you guys study those things, you can think about those things and that you will be able to see that God really is there. I know that as we do strive to change the way we show God our love, as we strive to have a more willing and obedient heart, he does bless us, not only for our efforts, but in our efforts. He magnifies those efforts. The next thing I would like you guys to look at is what does it mean that Adam was to rule over Eve. Now, I think it's super interesting, this whole section. And while it only gives us two different verses to read from, the verses are the exact same. 
um, wording. At least I believe so in my studying before this. But when I first look at that, I'm like, okay, well, the word rule means to like preside over to kind of direct and guard and you kind of make the decisions for those things. But it's not necessarily that. As we look at last week's discussion on the creation and everything, you see that Adam and Eve are meant to, if I remember correctly, the word isn't, ah, now that I'm thinking about it, I cannot remember the word. I, it's not preside, it is something else. And it'll come to me as I'm talking, but they are meant to, in a way, rule over the world. And that does not necessarily mean that they make all the decisions for the world. As we can see, the world does not listen to anyone. The earth itself is very disobedient to us as human beings. But they are to take care of the world. And I think that that is so interesting and so important to mention as we go into this next part. Because Adam is meant to take care of Eve. He is meant to help her, to bless her, to support her, just like she is meant to do the same. She is a helpmeet for Adam, and now he is the same for her. And that is so important to think about, because as we go into relationships, whether they be friendships or dating or marriage, we are supposed to understand that we are not meant to be in charge of each other. We are there to support each other, to grow, and to be there to come closer to God and to make the right decisions together. And I think that that's super interesting. And I would love to hear some of your guys' thoughts on that as well. So going forward, I would like to have a question that I have at the very end of each episode of this podcast. and. If you are listening on Spotify, you should actually be able to access and respond to that question through Spotify, and I will get those answers. But this question for this week will be, what do you think it means that Adam is to rule over Eve? What are some of your thoughts on that? And I would love to hear back from you guys. I am super grateful for the opportunity that I have to do this. And I hope that each and every one of you can study effectively and have a fantastic week. Goodbye.